Bob Geldof and the Boomtown Rats in 1979 had a song called I Don't Like Mondays. I usually don't like Mondays, but I got to tell you what. It's a glorious Monday here in Steeler Nation, BTSC fans. It's time once again for the hangover. And if you don't like Mondays, you got to love today because after the NFL weekend, I'm feeling good. I'm going to just spoil it right now. I'm feeling like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who did not play this weekend because they sucked at the end of the year. But I feel like they won. They might have not won anywhere. But in my head, they won because the Baltimore Ravens, their 2019 season has perished. It's gone. Tony Defio, my good friend, what is up? Hello, Brian. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. What was it that Cartman said that one time on South Park about about licking uh, tears? That one guy's (laughs) tears. That's what the that's what the Ravens lost felt like. Like, mmm, so good. Oh gosh, I I can see where this is going now. It's a uh, what a glorious day, and you know what? Misery loves company. I know that, and we're miserable, and everybody uh, we're miserable because the Steelers, uh, they had so much misfortune throughout the year, um, and they just they just couldn't do it at the end. Um, but now I'm feeling glorious. I cannot help myself from smiling. Um, I can't. You can't punch this smile off my face right now. You could try, but you can't. So um, lots of stuff to cover. Some really strange things um, outside of Steeler Nation, but kind of in Steeler Nation today. Um, Something happening in the world of baseball today that um, I want to bring up because it reminds me a lot of uh, what's going on in New England. And and I'm just thinking that, hmm, very interesting so there you go. Um, I'm looking so far. We've got so many friends popping up on the live chat like they always do. And uh, we've, we've got uh, Steven already jumped in with, uh, with one of my, uh, actually a combo of my catchphrases, uh, no soda for you, Wang Harbaugh. That means <laughs> that, that he's a fan of the show, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, Great reference. Strange things come out of my mouth at all times um and i i really need a seven second delay and i think jeff hartman is really considering a seven second delay for me now (laughs) pretty soon but i make him laugh so i guess i'm okay but look you being here is what supports this show if you do want to go ahead and throw in you know throw in something to go get to the top of the queue to uh for us to address, answer any questions that you have, uh, address your comments. That's no problem. You can do so. Wait until for questions, wait until the latter part of the show so we can go ahead and pay attention to that more because really, you know me, Tony, I'm pretty bad as far as go as uh, multitasking. So uh, I'm best to do that. And I, you don't want me rolling all over the place like I normally do. So one of my New Year's resolutions, I'm trying to stay focused. I don't know if I can. But, Tony, if you see uh, something really cool in the live chat, bring it out as well. So got uh, it. lots of great things to talk about today. But remember, the best way to go ahead and support our shows is to go ahead and click like to go ahead, click subscribe and tell friends about it. Um, we have in the off season, 
a full slate. Every single day, you should have a podcast. You might have a couple a day now, too. It's the off season. You know who doesn't take the day off at all? You know who does not take the off season off at all? One Jefferson Hartman does not take the day off. Davidson Schofield does not take a day off. Sir Lancelot Williams does not take a day off. One Tony Loco Defio does not take the day off. And then there's me. I try. Um, I phone it in half the time, but (laughs) we're not taking time off. We actually added, uh, we added, uh, oh, I can't forget Big Bro Sco. He, yeah. he's here in the off season and uh, a good friend of mine from uh, from my professional world. Um, Nick Bellino joined me the other day and is going to join me throughout the playoffs on the playoff preview that we have. So, you know, so many things to talk about just because the Steelers aren't playing doesn't mean that they don't exist. And a true testament to you guys are the fact that, you know what? If you want to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you want to call yourself a great Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you're in live chats in January when the Steelers are just, they're golfing, doing whatever. And that's what you guys are doing. So everybody I see here on this list, I mean, I could go down, uh, Kara, Kathy, Donald, Ram, Ezra, Cecil, um, Robert, Doc Holliday, Gyro, um, Steven, if I missed anybody, I... 98671X, Alex, Michael O'Malley, George Rice, Solarverse. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to repeat anybody. Mango Masher, David Moya. Um, <laughs> so there you go. You guys, in the offseason, you're hanging out with us. You're true Steeler fans. And David's we love busted. So, David Moya's busted. Yeah, <laughs> David's busted. I do got to bring, before I get started, I got to bring somebody up here. because, um, And he edited himself, and I appreciate it. Um, this one, this goes out to one Jefferson Hartman, bad hollow notes are the shiznit. Let's just say they are awesome. And, uh, Jeff Hartman still thinks that John Oates, who, um, two years ago when the Steelers were playing the Jaguars sang the national anthem and he blames that loss on him. You can't, um, <laughs> we've got Andre Dion, um, Jorge, um just joined the show um superfly um so we've got so many more i'm going to stop listing names but hey, i'm just glad to have you here i'm glad that i have a btsc family so let's get down to it i know we were all watching if we could unless we were working all we were doing the other night i mean saturday all i cared about all day long what time do the baltimore ravens play I could not wait for that game. Actually, what time do the Tennessee Titans play? It's more yes. like it. I yes. could not wait for that game because I have hatred. I have hatred for this team. And I know there's going to be a few Baltimore Ravens fans that will call me. Someone actually tried to call me a moderator the other day. Like yeah. the moderator is is childish because he called him Wang Harbaugh, name calling and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, Here's the deal. I'm a fan. I am not a professional. And if you listen to my podcast and watch this podcast, you could tell I'm not a professional. I'm not on ESPN for a reason. I'm not on NBC. I'm not on Fox sports for a reason. There's a good reason. I have a, an empty bag of chips right here. I'm not a professional either. (laughs) 
So what do you guys, of course we're childish. Yeah, I mean, we're Steeler fans. Right. And hey, look, you, we were smitten. Not smitten. Actually, no, we weren't smitten because smitten is uh, something when, when we're, uh, we're in love with something. We were smited. I felt smite a few weeks ago when you go ahead and you call a timeout and I'm still, mm. I'm still going crazy. You call a timeout when you're running out the clock in a rainy, cold, crappy day, just to throw a pass on fourth down to embarrass a team. Then you're a butthole. So call me childish, yeah. but you're a jerk. And, and it's so, not like, you know, they were trying to give another you know, a team in the playoffs some tape, something to look at on tape because it was, it was backups doing it. It was RG3 doing it. So it just didn't make any sense. And I could see why people would be angry about it, you know. And, uh, I mean, that's not the main reason why I'm happy to Ravens lost. I'm happy to Ravens lost because I don't like John Harbaugh. But maybe that's because John Harbaugh does things like try to run up the score late in a, in a meaningless uh, regular season finale like he did two weeks ago. Earl Thomas three. You're out there talking about who you're going to play in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You got to worry about the Tennessee Titans, and you didn't. Right. And so guess what? No no soda for you. Earl Thomas three, no soda. Right. Done. Yeah. You know, and I thought, now, now I will say this. I think Lamar Jackson is a fantastic playmaker. I love how Tennessee came out and said, hey, we tried to turn him into a quarterback, and that's exactly what they did. He struggled in this game. He struggled right. in two playoff games. But, and this is, and I put this on Twitter, and you saw me put it on there, that as soon, if Tennessee scores, it was 14 nothing when I put this on. If they score again, then you're going to see so many Baltimore fans wanting Harbaugh fired in the middle of this game. Harbaugh fired. They uh, hate Lamar Jackson, and they're going to start burning stuff. Yep. And that is exactly what uh i mean they're kind of talking about today those baltimore fans are i mean not all because i i i've uh i've got friends scott and jen i've got a, a friend named dave i've got a lot of friends that are pretty good baltimore ravens fans mike and nikki they're they're really good good fans and and i you know they don't rub it in too much however there's a lot of fans like i went to a game i took my son to a game um, we're in Steeler stuff. Probably never going to do that again. I mean, my son's 12 now, and this was a couple years ago. What's what's he nine? I went to the game and they were pretty awful to him. And, uh, they even won, they won that game and we're walking away and they're just the cat calling. And I mean, I've got a nine-year-old kid. I, I was right They're They were pretty awful. Steeler fans have done some things. I'm sure that haven't been great when you go into their house too, but I just have a salty taste in my mouth from being there. And that's just, uh, that's just the way way I am. I'm not going to. Uh, I've I've nothing to. Uh, I've no journalistic integrity, so that I have to worry about. I hate the Ravens. Bottom line, and if the Ravens played the Patriots, I was rooting for the Patriots, and I don't care because you know I'm I'm sounding sour grapes. I got to stop. But Lamar Jackson, I thought I think he's still a fantastic playmaker. Pittsburgh would have benefited picking him instead of Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. they definitely would have. Um, but I thought he showed a whole lack of class. I know he, he was fine 
after the game. He actually did really well after the game with the media, um, but he didn't show class during the game, trying to rip a guy's helmet off. Um, just there's uh, there was a lot of pouting. There was a, a lot of tantrum on the sideline. I did not think he was great. So big trust. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> guess what? There's room on the couch for you. Welcome, welcome home to the couch. And uh, here you are. And now the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're a perfect team right now. And the reason they're a perfect team, they have a running back that could control the tempo of a game perfectly. He could, he's a huge dude that could take lots of time off the clock. And then he could rip one. What was it? 66 yards the other day. Yeah. Um, every time that guy took a step, all I could hear when Derrick Henry went was ka-ching, 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 because <laughs> that guy is making some money. Right, right. Um, so, just, you know, it was fantastic. Tannehill right now is is the right quarterback right now. Right. He doesn't have to do anything huge. He has to take advantage of opportunities. Right. Um, if the Pittsburgh Steelers had Ryan Tannehill this year, we're still talking about him in meaningful games. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, so you're sitting there. Wh- who were you watching the game with? Were you by yourself? Were you the friends? I was by myself. Yeah, I was just by myself in my recliner. Me and me and Twitter watching the game. <laughs> and uh, so were you like me, Tony? Were you, all I uh, all I was thinking the entire time was, all right, they're coming back. They're coming back. I was counting off every every second, like. In my head, yeah. I was counting down with a clock, even when they weren't showing the clock. I did. Um, I was so nervous. I felt like the Steelers were playing. It it it, it definitely it definitely brought me joy. I, I definitely had like kind of not big knots in my stomach, not butterflies, but you know, I, I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, and you know, the Cinderella, uh, the turn into a pumpkin, or however that saying is with the with the Titans. But I mean, they had a perfect game plan. I mean, they they took the middle of the field away for Jackson. They 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 forced him to throw uh, to the sideline, and that's what you got to do with a quarterback like that. Young quarterbacks like to throw over the middle. They don't like to throw uh, uh, to the sideline. And obviously, they they took his ability to run away. I mean, they 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 stopped him on two fourth and ones. I think they demoralized them early in the game, and then they got up. Was it twenty one nothing? That game over. I mean, I, you know, everybody said that the Ravens didn't have the uh, have the offense to come from behind and. And and the Titans had the, the perfect recipe. They got up big, and they had the running game. It, it reminded me a lot of what the Jaguars did to the Steelers two years ago, honestly, in the playoffs. They 21 nothing early, and then they controlled the rest of the game. And that's exactly what happened. The only difference is Jackson didn't have the ability to, to bring them back like Big Ben did two years ago. He almost brought them, brought the Steelers back. But, you know, you know, you mentioned how frustrate, frustrated he was. Well, I think that was weighing on him all season because he had a pretty horrible playoff game last year against the chargers. And he kept talking about how he wanted to prove himself in the playoffs. And as the game went along, it was pretty obvious that he, it was going to be a repeat performance for him. So I think, it, you know, he's a young guy still and uh, hopefully he'll, I mean, hopefully for his sake, not for our sake, but for his sake, he'll learn from this and, and improve. Joey Franklin jr. I uh, did not hear what Marlon Humphrey said. I might've, and I, I might've not, uh, might have not been something that that uh, I really paid attention to. Um, so go ahead, hit us back on the live chat about that. 
Um, Ollie Howard, species 5618. Yes, Lamar accounted for 500 plus yards. I will include that. Um, he was their entire offense. He did get no help. And if you right. notice, I didn't say anything about his play. Um, I said at the beginning of the show, I mean, a couple minutes ago, that I still think he is a fantastic playmaker. I would have loved to have had him here. Um, I'm not saying anything about the fact that he is uh, that that he's going to. Uh, well, yeah, um, that he's going to fall apart. Oh, he's a great he's a great no. talent. They just they just he just made a couple of key mistakes or, you know, interceptions. And and, you know, he didn't come through on fourth and one. It was situational with him. He had a lot of yards, but in the end, at the end of the day, they had two touchdowns. What the fourth and ones, um, you know what? Maybe you go for one of them, but two failed fourth and one fourth down conversions. Um, I one, I'm surprised they didn't make them, and that's something they do. So uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago is with uh, with Harbaugh. You know, he does have the guts. I mean, he lives in and uh, and uh, dies by it. Ali, I appreciate you saying bad. He's not talking about me. Um, so thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, but you know what? It's a uh, that bravado gets you in trouble because sometimes, and we saw it yesterday in the Seahawks game. You know, I thought they should have actually uh, went for it with four something left instead of punt because I knew they were never going to get that that ball back. Right. Um. So you have to pick and choose. I don't think that was the right time. If we go to uh, if we go to Houston, Tennessee, Houston, excuse me, Houston, Kansas City, Houston has that huge lead, and that was the biggest choke. Um, gosh, I mean, my my dogs got a hold of like a, a like a wing bone in the garbage, and they're choking and hacking, and that wasn't as bad as what the Houston Texans did yesterday. Um, uh, <laughs> That, that, that fake, I mean, the, the fake punt, it just made absolutely no sense. To me, it was the dumbest call of the entire playoff uh, tournament so far when it was 24-7. You know, it might have worked, but there's no need to even call it at that point. You're deep in your own territory. You know, you punt the ball away. I mean, you, their offense is tough enough to stop as it is. You don't want to give them any more momentum, and, and that just got them right back in the game. They scored, what, three touchdowns in three minutes. It was crazy. The only thing more foolish than that is doing it from your 11 yard line in a meaningless, meaningless game, Wang Harbaugh. Um, yeah. So <laughs> there you go, Nap. I, I gotcha. There you go. Um, wow. Lots of great stuff over the weekend. Uh, we're, this is a Steelers show. So um, bottom line is, I feel like the Steelers won the game and they didn't even play in it because I felt like a huge winner. Um, it felt like. Like backstage passes to Hall and Oates, it felt like a steak dinner and uh, an intimacy with uh, with a loved one. So yeah. um, that's all I gotta say. That's how good I felt. Um, I still I woke up with a smile the next day. It it was just amazing. And my family woke up and they're like, "So did the Ravens win?" I'm like, "No, they lost." They're like, "No." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like so, I was saying saying during during the seasons, people were calling Harbaugh a great innovator. Well, you can't be a great innovator unless you do it in the playoffs. I mean, that's what the great innovators do. They find ways to win championships with, with, with you know, their innovations. And two years running now, he hasn't been able to do that. They've, they've been one and done in the playoffs. So, to so me, when I, were I, you, you were telling me, when was the last time that they won? 
The last time they won a playoff game, unfortunately, it was 2014. That was the Le'Veon Bell extended or hyperextended knee game, the one where he hyperextended his knee a week before the playoffs. Yeah, and then we have Ben Tate. Yeah, yeah Ben Tate. Yeah, so that was the only playoff game that they've won since they won their last Super Bowl in 2012. So people talk about Tomlin, three playoff wins in a, in, in a decade. Well, I mean, Harbaugh is having similar issues. So, and and to your point about how the fans were 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 on Twitter bashing Harbaugh, there's a local radio show that reads angry Facebook comments every time something happens. It's usually Pittsburgh sports related, but they were you know engaging in some Schadenfreude, and they re- they were reading Ravens Facebook comments after the game on Saturday, and uh, somebody called Harbaugh turd Harbaugh, and that he should be fired immediately. So. You know, it happens everywhere. Every coach is always on the hot seat, even even a great innovator like John Harbaugh. Um, I appreciate that because, good, I'm not the only one that's calling him names. That's great. Um, <laughs> Marlon Humphrey, thanks to JFJ, Joey Franklin Jr. from the 585, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, he always gives us his uh, area code, 585, Joey Franklin. Um, Marlon Humphrey pretty much called his team out and said they are a one-and-done they choke when the big game counts. That's just the wrong thing to say. Yeah, it is. You don't you, you don't do that. You say that about your own team. That's not cool. Um, Fraglin Fraggle. Great name. I haven't seen that name before. Um, Titans <laughs> taking out Pats and the Ravens. Pittsburgh needs to give the Titans a present. Uh, you know what? Um, they'll play them next year. So um, maybe uh, maybe a plate full of uh, Permanis when they come to town. I think they're I think they are coming to town. Um, in fact, I would love that game to be in Tennessee because I'd love to go to that. I I think Tennessee is a great state, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frank P says he thinks the Titans complete the trifecta and take out Kansas City. Wow, how how cool would that be? Here's the thing. When that game ended, I mean, I, I told my family the next day, I'm like, all right, this makes the Super Bowl for me. Okay. I'm thrilled with the Super Bowl now because. I can enjoy it. I don't have to right. worry about the Patriots being there and just hating watching them because the last the last two times the Patriots won, I did not watch the celebration. As soon as it was uh, zero, I was gone. And I hate that because I love the Super Bowl. And, and I, I didn't do that with the Ravens. This is a new thing I've done the last five or six years. I just can't watch. There's two teams I can't watch celebrate. Anybody else, I don't care about. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch them. I'll watch them win. Look, I've got no problem with the uh, the. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the Seahawks or the Saints in there. I have no problem with San Francisco. And look, if you're thinking about the fact that you can't root for San Francisco because they'll get six, another team has six too, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, it drove me crazy when I heard about fans rooting for Baltimore over San Francisco, and they did. Steeler fans did just because they don't want to have them and have six. It's the Steelers job to get seven. Right. Okay. Right. Right. It's their job and they'll get it. Um, Mango Masher says, I don't want the Niners to win their sixth. Well, you don't have to root for them now because there's no, I mean, if the t- Titans are in it, that's cool. If the chiefs are in it. I have no problem. They haven't won for 51 years. Yeah. Um, 50, or is it 50? Now I think it's actually 51. No, it would be 50. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, f- officially fifty because it was uh, January. It was the, yeah. the sixty-nine season. Sixty-nine season, yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So I mean, I don't have a horse in a race. 
all I know is I get to enjoy good football. If you want to see the best football, I think really, I don't think it's green Bay. I think it's San Francisco. I think that's the best football. And remember if you hate the Patriots watching Jimmy G win a super bowl's got would feel yeah. good. So how about that? The chiefs yeah. I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not an Andy Reed fan. I have a few reasons for that. Um, it's just me just being me. Um, so not that he's done anything horrible. I'm just not a fan. Um, so Andy, and some of it has to do with him screwing me with fantasy football. Um, <laughs> and others has to do with the Ryan suck up game, uh, uh-huh. by 2013. Right. Uh, but I have no problem with the chiefs really. You want to, but I think that's the best team to, I mean, if you want excitement, you're going to see excitement with Kansas city. Oh, what an and, offense. And, uh, Kansas city and San Francisco, but you're also going to have some, a lot of excitement with a team like Tennessee right now, because if you love those 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers, you got to love this team as well. So, yeah. I mean, th- this is, this Tennessee team is your 2005 Steelers. And they're, and they're um, not, look who they not, knocked out. Yeah. And they're not really, uh, I mean, they're a number six seed, but I think somebody posted a stat they're nine and three since Tannehill took over. So, I mean, that's really what you have to judge them by is how, how they're playing lately. And they're playing like, one of the best teams in football. So over the last few months and uh, you know, they have, they have a a great formula. They have an underrated defense. It's kind of like a no name defense. You don't really know any of the players on it, but they're playing lights out. So, I mean, it's, it's a team that could, uh, you know, if if they can get up on Kansas city, I mean, obviously the Texans couldn't uh, close it out, but if they can get up on, on, on Kansas city, they have a, maybe the best player in football right now. And Derek Henry, as your main weapon. And he might be able to, uh, it's not a great Kansas city defense. So he might be able to do some real damage on them. And I don't care. I mean, I kind of think he's a jerk, but I love watching Travis Kelsey play. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. He's not as bad as Gronk. So, I mean, I don't have that much of a problem. I right. hate his McDonald's. I always turned his McDonald's commercial off because it was on like Hulu. I'm watching something <laughs> and he's spiking up. Oh my God, crap. I've got to watch Kelsey do this dumb dance in a McDonald's over a McRib. Or mm-hmm. whatever it was, um, but McRibs are yummy. So I mean, I I don't have a problem with that. If it was indeed a McRib, I don't think it was. Um, but I got to tell tell you what, um, I would throw a McRib in one of the things that makes me happy too. But I try not to anymore because <laughs> they might kill me. Um, with that being said, it was a vasectomy weekend this weekend. I called it a vasectomy weekend. A lot of people didn't understand, but I. I'm in my line of work. I go to see doctors all the time. I used to go see urologists all the time. I don't anymore, but they used to always talk about vasectomy um, weekends, the perfect time to get a vasectomy. A lot of people like to get one during the March madness tournament, because when you get a vasectomy, you have to sit there with frozen peas or ice and you're not supposed to really move. And uh, so that's you pick a weekend that you're going to stay home. Um, Jeff Hartman talks about how he wishes he would have done his during the masters. <laughs> I unfortunately was worried about my deductible. So I did mine um, right before Christmas. And two days later, I have kids on my lap as I'm dressed as Santa, which was the stupidest thing ever. Um, so I kind of ruined it, but like my wife's like, Hey, we've got to worry about the deductible and we don't want to wait until then. I'm like, all right, I'll do it now. Bye. And so, um, but you know what? This was, we didn't disappoint with any of these games. 
you know, the, you know, the, uh, the Minnesota San Francisco game, I did fall asleep. I was tired. Um, and it, it wasn't that exciting. And you kind of knew right away that, all right, th- this is it. It's, it's not going to be too much of a game, but it was still fun to watch those teams play. Right. Um, the, but then Baltimore came along and then if you turned off and I, thankfully I did not turn off Kansas city and, uh, the Texans, that's an epic choke job. You know, that, that was horrendous. Uh, you know, they, they like the Falcons. I don't think they're going to, they're going to come back from that. I right. just don't think they are. They have talent. You still have Watson, you have Hopkins, you have the heart of you JJ Watt. You've got plenty of heart with Watson and Hopkins. Um, I just don't think that. And when you call a fake punt there, that was, that was Harbaugh-esque. And that was just, right. it, it wasn't, it wasn't to go ahead and rub it in, but it was one of those situations where you're kind of like, this isn't necessary here. Just keep on going. Right. And uh, so you don't want to give them any chance to believe any reason to believe at that point. And that's what that right. did. That yeah. shifted momentum. And yeah. they were like, all right, we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like in the movie, the program, let's, uh, let's put the women and the children to bed and go looking for dinner. And that's exactly <laughs> what they did. And they just, they killed them. Um, Frank P says not a good couple of days for Houston. We are going to talk Ooh, about that yeah. in just a couple of minutes because that's a, that's baseball, but that's something we need to talk about for a good reason, because it comes over to football. Um, finally, uh, well, you know, a lot of people turned off the green Bay game. And I turned the only reason I turned off the Green Bay Seattle game was to do. I did a uh, a playoff wrap up with Jeff Hartman and uh, Dave Schofield, and Dave's like uh, Dave was watching on his phone, and then I put it on my phone because I'm like, whoa, they're coming back, and they had an opportunity to win that game. Uh, Seattle did. I still think, um, I still think Pete Carroll is uh, a future Hall of Fame coach, and I think he's one of the best in the league. Um, I questioned a couple of things that he did down the stretch, but, uh, I, I think he's fantastic. You know, coaches make bad calls. Harbaugh made bad calls. I might talk about Harbaugh as how much I can't stand him, but I will tell you this. If I had to look at anybody, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, also, but any hall of fame coach that is, uh, that's eligible that not eligible because they're still currently coaching. John Harbaugh is a hall of fame coach to me. I actually say that, um, but he's a wang and hmm. uh, we'll keep, we'll keep calling him that. Um, so that kind of wraps up the uh, postseason um, for uh, this week in the divisional round. Do you have anything you want to say about the division, the divisional games? Excuse me. Uh, I just, I just, I'm just excited as far as the AFC is concerned, like you meant you alluded to it earlier about how there's going to be a, a new team, a new and interesting team that represents the AFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's been what the Steelers, I mean, I want the Steelers to be in ultimately, but you know, it's been the Patriots, the Steelers, Broncos, Colts, you know, it's, 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 it's nice to see a new team in there for a change. And, and, you know, the chiefs, they're, they're fans. I mean, they're, they're almost like the, the Vikings at this point, they have to be, waiting for the other shoe to drop. So if they could somehow get in and, and, and reach the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years, I mean, that, that's going to be a celebration right there in itself for that city. So they're, they're probably know, pretty excited. You know, you brought up something. 
Um, we talked last week about the worst fans. We like counted them down um, from five to one. I will actually say I think Kansas City fans are pretty good. I think they are excellent fans, especially for being, I mean, having this much of a drought. Um, you go there, you get a lot of respect. You have a lot of fun going to a Chiefs game, from what I understand. I haven't been there. That's on my bucket list. I'd like to go, um, and I probably will. Um, in fact, I'm going to try to I've, – I've been to about seven stadiums. I want to go to all of them. So that's, uh, that's something that uh, maybe we hit up um, – we hit up a game next year, um, not in Pittsburgh. I think that would be a whole heck of a lot of fun. So uh, we'll start talking about that on the live chat. Uh, tell us where we should go for um, a game on the road. It's not going to be Baltimore so um, <laughs> because I've been there and uh, I live so close to Baltimore that I don't need to. Um, so, in fact, I never really want to talk uh, about going there again. So there's so many things to talk about. The next thing that we're going to talk about happened before the Baltimore game. And if I didn't have a smile on, I mean, I had a huge smile on my face afterwards when we talked about it, but I had a huge smile on my face beforehand um, when Bill Cower got surprised by David Baker mm. and then F Hall of Fame. I was kind of surprised. Um, I did not expect this to happen. Right. And the reason I didn't expect it to happen is there's eight candidates in Centennial. And I knew one was pretty much going to be Jimmy Johnson. Kind of expected the other one to be Mike Holmgren, maybe. I figured that since uh, since Cower wasn't out of the, the league long, I figured that, uh, that he would eventually get in because it took Parcells a long time to get in um, as well. So, you know, I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen, but when David Baker said all the contributions you made to the game, I was like, hell yeah. You know what? He, he was a fantastic coach and we loved this guy. And, uh, that a lot of people that are in the live chat now, there's a lot of people in their thirties. Like I know when we talk about, talk to Jeff Hartman all the time, he doesn't, he barely remembers the Chuck Noll days, barely. Mm -hmm. Um, but he grew up with Bill Cower. And, and I kind of, I mean, I was in college when Bill Cowher came along. I'm like, who the hell is this guy with this mustache? <laughs> and um, I'm like, wow. And they weren't supposed to do anything that year. And next thing you know, they win the division. So, I mean, he, for 15 years, he was my favorite Steeler, come to think of it. And I love it. Um, real quick, let me grab this. We're going to go back to Cowher. Let me grab this real quick because I know I won't get a chance to. Snowman throws $5 in. Thank you very much, Snowman. A great contributor contributor to our show. Who do I like in tonight's game, LSU or Clemson? He likes Clemson. I think what I like both of them. I'm going to say this. I think the Tigers are going to win. <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting my money on the Tigers to win this game. Um, so LSU or Clemson, you have two fantastic quarterbacks, Burrow and Lawrence. Um, we know, look, this is the last time you're going to get to like Burrow because um, is it Burrow or Burrows? I think it's Burrow. Um, I'm having a blank, but you know, I, I think really go ahead. I think it's, I think it's the S, but uh, like you said, it, it could be either way. <laughs> um, so, I mean, He's going to be a Bengal soon. So um, this is the last night to like this guy. 
I think he's fantastic. Won the Heisman. Um, Lawrence, I think a lot about. Um, I'm kind of, I think this game is so close. I think it's so hard to call. I would probably think that if I was going to make a wager, I would probably wager LSU, probably rooting for Clemson, but I like them both. This is, Alabama's not in it, so um, I have to actually think who I want to win. Um, so I uh, I can sit back and watch this game and enjoy football, right? And and just enjoy. I I'm rooting for football tonight, and I'm rooting for a great game. And I'll be happy. I'll turn off out unless somebody somebody acts completely classless. I'll probably turn it off. Um, really enjoying this game. Um, great, two great programs, two fantastic coaches. Oh yeah, Ogeron. I love Ogeron. Um, so that's a reason for me to root right there for LSU. Come to think of it, um, yeah, I, I might, I'm, I might flip flop. I might go and and uh, root for LSU there. Um, Tony, what's your thoughts? Well, I think LSU is the best team in college football. They they had such a tough schedule. They play in the SEC. I watched them a few times, and they're definitely the, the – I think they're the more talented team right now, but Clemson's battle-tested. They, they've won two out of the last three national titles, so I think I think that gives them the edge. It, it might sound like an intangible, but I think it gives them the edge, so I'm going to go with Clemson in a close game, like 44-41. Ollie Howard, Species 56-18. How about Edelman's vandalism? Hey, you get bored because you're not used to having time alone and uh, time with your buddies in January, time off in January. Um, you get in trouble. You, you do something, rich guy privilege, thinking you could jump around on a Mercedes. You got to pay for that. And, and that's it. Stupid decision. Just a stupid decision. Um, nothing more than that. You know, right. um, just... Just uh, just pretty crazy there. Um, let's see. I, I had one here. Um, what's your opinion on the Miles Garrett helmet hit? <laughs> um, are we talking about um, low key blunt one ninety nine? Thank you very much. Um, I don't think low key was around when we were doing that show because this is a, a name that I've just started noticing yeah. the past couple of weeks. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, boy, we, we said it at nauseum, but since you weren't here, I just thought it was, was one of those moves that uh, really it was so aggressive because they shouldn't have been rushing that hard in that position. He throws a guy down. He throws Mason Rudolph down. He body slammed him and no one really talked about that. And then he's, uh, he's uh, crying about some other stuff. He lost his head. It was a horrible thing to go ahead. I mean, what could happen when you hit a guy like that? He deserved a huge suspension for the rest of the year. Um, he also, uh, I also expect to see him back at the beginning of the year with a chance. I, I hope he has a chance to, oh, he will have a chance to play again. I mean, I'm not banning this guy from life if, I, if I'm in charge. All I'm saying is I want to see him come back and uh, thinking about his actions. And, uh, and he's too good of a player. He's too fantastic of a player to do stuff like that. And I would love to, uh, I, I know he's, I, he's going to come back with a Pittsburgh chip on his shoulder. And that's really not the message we're trying to send here. Um, 
the the message that he needs to be is like, hey, last year was last year. I made a huge mistake. I'm looking forward to this year. You're not going to see anything like that again. That's what I'm hoping to see. Um, so I know uh, we're going all the way back to November 14th with that, but I appreciate you bringing it up and thanks for the the uh, tip jar. Um, so back to Cower real quick. I loved it. The guys that were in there could have been Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil was up for one. Um, Holmgren was up for it. Tom Flores, who won two, he won two rings with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, he was up for it. Don Coriel, who never won a ring, but that's another, uh, that was a coach that was just fantastic. So you have guys like that that were up for it. And Cower and uh, the Waterboy guys, Cower and Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Um, they co-starred in Waterboy together in the, those appearances uh, when they were scouting uh, Bobby Boucher. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's so funny how now they're, uh, they're going to the Hall of Fame together. And watching both of them find out the way they found out was fantastic. Watching them cry like that. Um, a lot of people thought because they, didn't, they did at halftime with Jimmy Johnson. So they kind of thought that it wasn't going to happen at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, here it did. So that was really special. You don't have to like the Cowboys to love the uh, legacy of what Jimmy Johnson did. He was, I read books on, on him and what he did. He was amazing. He should have won three or four more there. And uh, the reason he didn't is because um, Jerry's ego got on the way and, uh, and got him out of there. Um so uh, with all the new shows you guys are doing, is Tony getting a new show um, or will he be, or are we getting a new edition on this one? Tony is, uh, we're talking about that. Um, we're encouraging Tony to uh, have his own show too. So uh, there's some things, but burning, I'm burning not, questions, right? Yeah. I mean, we we're talking about throwing Tony in and the burning question mix and uh and Jeff has said to uh, me, and we've talked to Tony that uh, I don't mind throwing this out out there. That uh, if he comes up with ideas and he wants to do a show, welcome to do it because we're adding shows, we're adding more opportunities. Uh, we we love having you here. And once again, it's the off season. We find stuff to talk about. Um, I would I would tune into a Tony show. And Tony has Tony Tuesdays. I love this Ezra Woo. Nehemiah Tony. T- <laughs> Let's have Tony and tacos. <laughs> that's right. Definitely Tony's taco Tuesday. But w- yeah. Oh, that's it. Tony taco, T-A-L-K-O Tuesday. Wow. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. I, uh, th- that's up to Tony. Um, Tony, I, if I could, if I could, uh, say my opinion, Tony's really self-deprecating and, and, uh, when he talks about himself, hear about how he's learning the show and how he uh how he doesn't know if he's ready i think tony does a fantastic job on the show everybody does he has a lot of fans he just refuses to believe that he has a lot of fans so thank you um, very much i feel like jimmy johnson now (laughs) well bill cower bill cower (laughs) there you go um did bill cower guys did bill cower deserve to get in Absolutely. His resume speaks for itself. I mean, you know, coaches are judged by one thing, wins and losses and championships or two things. So, you know, uh, there's certain things that are out of head coach's control. But, you know, was he consistent? 
during his whole career? Yeah. Was he with the same team for his whole career? Yeah. And did he finally win? Yeah. So he checked off all the boxes. Maybe he could have won a few more, but you know, there, there are a lot of guys that are in the hall of fame coaches like Marv Levy, Bud Grant, who I thought were great coaches, John Madden, who have Tony Dungy. They have similar or, or, or worse resumes than Cowher and he made it. So I think on that alone, he deserves to be in. Now, so that opens it up. I have an article that I started the other night right after this happened, and I'm almost finished with it. It'll probably debut Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, it's all about Mike Tomlin. And, you know, do you realize, Tony, if Mike Tomlin has an eight and eight season the next two years, he has the same record as Bill Cower. He will have yeah. the exact same record. Right. Um, I expect it to be better. But what I'm saying is he's got the same number of, uh, he doesn't have as many AFC championship game appearances, but he has, he, he's has a Super Bowl win. He's never had a losing season. Mike Tomlin, uh, excuse me, Bill Cower has had a few of them. Um, right. If I'm not mistaken, I think Bill had four of them. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, uh, three, probably he had, he had uh, three. Three. He had three. Um, the yeah. reason I was that the one year they were nine and seven didn't get in. Um, but so I got to tell you, I really think that, uh, and somebody asked it and I was going to bring it up anyways. I think, uh, Mike Tomlin eventually goes in, but remember there's one thing about it though. There's some people speculating that if this wasn't a special year, Coward right. never gets in. Right. Um, no, he gets in. I mean, there's really when you look at that list, there's not many people that are going to go ahead and pass him up. He was going to get in the Hall of Fame. Remember, like I said earlier, it took Bill uh, Bill Parcells a long time to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. And there's no denying how much he deserved to get in it. Um, you also got to look if you look at the guys right now that are current. I could probably say about five that I think are uh, Hall of Fame worthy. I think Mike Tomlin is one of them. I would probably say John Harbaugh. I would say Pete Carroll, maybe. Um, well, Bill Belichick's a given. Right. We, uh, Andy Reid is probably on the fence. He might have to win one. Yeah, he's, Andy, he, he's in the same boat as Cower was before Super Bowl 40. I think if he yeah. wins one, then he's probably going to get in because he'll have the resume otherwise. Yeah, I, I would think Andy Reid would have to win one. Um, you know, it's too early to talk about guys. Like Mike Rabel. Um, <laughs> we, we just can't, and I know I'm missing, gosh, I'm missing some, Oh, New Orleans saints. Sean Payton, Sean Payton. And, uh, you know, I knew his name and I just, uh, I was waiting for you to bail me out there. I it just escaped my head for a second. Um, he Sean Payton's probably a guy that goes in too. And uh yeah, I don't even think he's he might win another one. You never right. know. So there's some there's some guys to look at um coming up. Uh Freddie Kitchens, Frank P. Um, I'm gonna say no at this point, but remember a guy that was fired from the Browns is on his way to the Hall of Fame, and that's Bill Belichick. So um hmm. So there you go. Um, Bo uh, might just be getting in here. Um, we talked about it just about 10 minutes ago. Um, I'm so confused who to pick because it is such a great game. Um, I'm going to lean towards LSU right now. 
I'm rooting for both teams. Actually, I like them both, but if I, but I love the, I love Ogeron a whole lot more. Um, so there you go. Um, so a big vote, something's coming up Wednesday, not a vote, but on Wednesday, it's going to be a really big deal. Um, on good morning football, NFL network is going to announce the other there's 15 actually there's 13 other because we know who the two are there's 13 other um guys going in the hall of fame on the centennial from the centennial committee and there's 20 players and 10 will get in there's three contributors like bud adams is one of them um steve sable from NFL films, um, guys like that. So contributors will get a chance to go in. The coaches are already done. We know who the coaches are and that's it. Um, but there's 20 players on the centennial committee and, um, I was going to go ahead and bring them up, but I, uh, I forgot. So I'm going to try to go ahead and do that right now, but I'll tell you right now, the main one that Pittsburgh Steelers fans are, are, uh, concerned about getting in and hoping he gets in would be none other than one Donnie Shell, the 15 year uh, player uh, at safety, undrafted from South Carolina State. Um, that guy really deserves to get in. Um, Snowman, Tony, there you go. I'll let you read that, Tony. Tony, I'm a big fan. You need your own show. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Snowman. You're the man, Snowman. Thank you for so, saying that. I love. I, I need those kind words on a Monday in January when there's no Steelers playoffs to talk about. So thank you. I'm still thinking Taco Tuesday with Tony. <laughs> I think. Uh, um, so if we're looking, there's a there was 38 total uh, Centennial candidates for the Hall of Fame, and uh, I don't think that. I really don't think Donnie Shell has that hard of a uh, a go, but you never know. There's some older players in here too um, that you've never heard of that I might have never heard of. Um, but somebody you haven't heard of, one or two guys that you don't know, is going to get in. Um, so that's uh, that's what's going to happen. Um, Ten of these twenty finalists. Let's go through them and. I'll give you all a chance. Tony, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to let you might have to do math in your head, <laughs> but you got to say yes or no on these guys. Uh, all okay? right. Cliff Branch from the Raiders, wide receiver. Yes. I think he gets in, yeah. Um, Harold Car Carmichael of the Eagles, wide receiver. Also, the 1984 Dallas Cowboys, which... Yeah, me either. Uh but I'm going to say no on that one. No for Harold Carmichael? Okay. Uh, this one, I'm going to say yes on this guy. So I, I took it away from you. I apologize. Chicago Bears, 1983 to 1990. Jim Covert. Jimbo Covert. Mm, I'm going to say no. Really? I think he goes in. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean I, I'm not saying that whether they're worthy or not, just whether I think they're, they're going to make it in on this, on this, this round. That's all. From the 1992-93 Minnesota Vikings, Roger Craig running back. Oh, wait, wait. He was on other teams, too. Um, from 49ers from 83 to 90 and the Raiders from in 91. So Roger Craig. I'm surprised he hasn't been, in, been voted in yet. I'm going to say yes for sure. 
Um, I think he goes. Uh, definitely, I think he goes. Um, safety Bobby Dillon from the 52 to 59 Green Bay Packers. Don't know who he is. Um, nor do I know who Ox Emerson is. Right. Uh, he was a guard, linebacker, and center from the 31 to 37 Portsmouth Spartans and Detroit Lions and the 38 Brooklyn Dodgers. I would probably say a guy like Ox Emerson gets in. Um, being from that long ago, and they're remembering this guy um, because they this is the hundred year anniversary, and they kind of want to think about guys like that. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, linebacker Randy Gratishar from uh, the Denver Broncos, nineteen seventy four to nineteen eighty three. He was a really consistent player. So uh, he was part of their first championship. They didn't win, but their first AFC title. So I'm going to say yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff Harris, 70 to 79. I, we've got a great writer on, on a BTSC called Cliff Harris is still a punk, um, which one of the greatest names ever. <laughs> um, so uh, Cliff Harris, the safety, does he go in? Well, if he, if he gets in, then Donnie Shell should get in. So I'm going to say yes. I don't think he goes. I think Donnie, Donnie is your safety that gets in. Um, by the way, I, I want to say this really, really quickly. A lot of people are uh, saying some very nice things about me and Tony on the on the live chat while we're doing this. Thank you. That, that means a lot. Um, I really appreciate that um, from the bottom of my heart. That's great. Um, Bo Callahan, quarterback Seattle. Is that is that a nod to a draft day? The Kevin Costner movie? Oh. I think I think that is. Yeah. I, by the way, very good movie. By the way, I like that a lot. I like Draft Day a lot. Um, have you ever seen that, Tony? No, no. But I, I didn't think it would be any good because he had a lot of movies that were underrated after his big push. So maybe I maybe I underestimated that movie. Maybe I'll we'll have to go back and watch it. Um, Winston Hill tackle from the Jets and the Los Angeles Rams, mostly the Jets from '63 to '76. Not familiar with him. Long career, 14-year career. Um, Cecil Isbell, he was a tailback, uh, D-back, and halfback um, from Green Bay from 38 to 42. Those are two guys I'm not familiar with. Should probably be more familiar with Winston Hill. I just uh, he just don't know who he is. Vern Llewellyn, 1924 to 27, 28 to 32. Then with, with the Green Bay Packers, 27 New York Yankees. That's a guy, once again, probably gets in like ox um those older guys will probably get in here's an interesting one more famous for punching out a horse and hanging out with emmanuel lewis on a tv show <laughs> alex karras and uh his uh nephew his nephew is the center for the uh new england patriots actually um, Alex Karras, 1958 to 62 of course i uh, punching out a horse in uh the great movie Mel Brooks's Blazing Saddles. Um, he didn't actually punch out a horse, um, not like Philadelphia Eagles fans. Um, 58 to 62, um, 64 to 1970, Detroit Lions also uh, banned for a year for gambling. Um, I think that's a guy that gets in, the late Alex Karras. Hmm. Great mustache too. Right, right. Yeah, I'll, I think the gambling thing might, eh, I don't know. Uh, did, was he a great player? I, I mean, he he had he was, a, he, he was he had, a pretty solid player. Um, 
he was known for a long time. Um, or, but maybe the acting career. Yeah. I, I think he goes in. Um, and you know, I do talk about mustaches a lot cause I'm a huge Tom Selleck fan and, right. uh, oh, yeah, and me too. John Oates. So, um, not so much Mark Malone. Um, but I'm not allowed to grow a mustache. My wife thinks I would look like a, uh, like Ron Jeremy's, uh, long lost son, but trust <laughs> me, that's the mustache, the bad mustache and the the hair would be the only thing that would compare me to Ron Jeremy. Well, maybe the belly too, but that's about it. Um, Tommy Nobis, 66 to 76 with the Ooh. Atlanta Falcons, a linebacker. I gotta say yes. 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 He's another one. I thought I, I'm surprised he's not in yet because he was considered one of the best linebackers of his day. He was right up there with Butkus and all those guys. So I don't know why he's not in already. So I'm going to mention uh, one more guy. Then I'm going to, I'm going to just read off the rest. Um, Cause there's five that I haven't heard of. Um, this is a guy I don't think gets in 73 to 1983 Dallas Cowboys drew Pear- drew Pearson. He was, he was solid, but yeah, you know, if you're going to put him in, then you have to start thinking about guys like Heinz Ward and, and uh, Heinz might never get in. So, I mean, I, I say no. Felicia, um, I just read your comment. I appreciate that. Um, I'm only two years younger than you. That's it. I'm, I'm, uh, I will turn 49 in December. I just turned 48. So we're pretty close in age. So, and Felicia, you don't look like you're 51. Um, but thanks for, thanks for the nice words about being a favorite uncle. Uh, I've heard that before. I appreciate that. Um, so let's look at, so Donnie Shell's the next guy on the list. <sighs> He's got to get in. He has got to get in. Right. And He's, by the way, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. This list is incomplete because LC Greenwood's not on it. Right. Boom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's another good point. I'm still ticked off about that. As far as far as Donnie Shell, though, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's a victim of, of the whole too many Steelers sentiment that from the 70s, because if he played for another team, even a team that didn't win a, a Super Bowl, you know, in the seventies and eighties with, with those numbers, he would, in, in the, the pro bowl honors and everything, he would have been in the hall of fame by now. I think he's just a victim much like LC Greenwood, a victim of, of uh, the, the prejudice against those Steeler teams. There's just, it's, it, there's just too many in there as far as some of those uh, people are concerned or writers. So I, I, I think he, he's definitely, if, if he doesn't get in now, unfortunately he might never get in. So this has to be a perfect opportunity to put Donnie show into the hall of fame. Wow, Donald Nolan just said this, and I'm getting compared to Wolf on this. I got a really, <laughs> you know what? I'm probably more like Wolf than I than I want to admit because Wolf <laughs> is all over the place, just like me. He's he's a fantastic dude. I mean, uh, that, that that's actually a compliment. Oh my god! Um, if if I was like Tunchyoka, my life would be a lot better, a lot easier. So <laughs> thank you for that compliment. If it if it was wow. a compliment, I've uh yeah, that is a compliment because those those guys are great. Did wait wait? Did we just say Jeff is busy, Matthews? <laughs> well, he is a handsome guy, so you know. Lance is Bob Pompey. I, I love Pomps. I I love Pomp, Bob Pompey. And he brings it just like Lance. Yeah, it's a oh, and he's everywhere, man. Is yeah. Um. Right. Michael O'Malley says Donnie has got to be in. He's a game changer. Else, Michael says LC uh, should be in there too. Yeah, he should. Man, that's st- oh, I'm so bummed. I met him when I was a kid. I was about yeah. Eight years like, old, like, how, like, how do you think that they? I mean, in your opinion, what? How do you think they missed in not putting him on this list? I mean, he's 
Uh, he played in the, with, on the same line as Joe Green. He's, you know, he's a, a legendary member of the the Steel Curtain. So if there's ever a, an opportunity to put a guy in the Hall of Fame, you know, a guy who, who probably should have, who wouldn't get in otherwise, it, it, it's now. And, and they complete, I think they dropped the ball by not having him on this list. Uh, Robert Langston's coming in late to the show. Um, great question. Hey, look, how was the Ravens exit a Steelers victory? As a Steeler fan, I was watching the Tennessee Titans like I watched the Steelers. And uh, because I live in Maryland and I abhor the Ravens, and uh, you know, because I'm not a journalist, I'm just a fan with a show. Um, I'm not afraid to say that I can't stand them, and I was really emotionally invested in it. So when the Tennessee Titans beat that team and they were gone, I felt like I was watching the Steelers and they won. So that's kind of why the show is uh, called what it is. So, um, but I, I could see where you um, not hearing the explanation not knowing it. And when Ezra says, because misery loves company, misery loves company sometimes. And I'm not above, I'm not above a lot of things. <laughs> so. when, when, I'll, I'll say this when the, uh, the kicker for the, uh, the Ravens missed that easy field goal in the AFC championship game after the 2011 season, I was jumping around in my living room, like the Steelers oh, yeah. won. So it goes back a long way. The rape, my Ravens hate goes back a long way. It's probably never going to go away. I was I was so I was so invested in that game. I was more invested in that game than uh, any other game ever that wasn't a Steeler game. I was highly invested in the Eagles, and I don't even like the Eagles. Um, in fact, I really can't stand the Eagles. But um, but I was a huge Eagles fan two years ago when they were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, right. So the other guy on the list, Duke Slater, nineteen twenty-two Milwaukee Badgers. I know you were a huge. Badgers fan um, until Slater went to the Rock Island Independence. Then I think you got season tickets to the Independence, didn't you? Um, then I, he ended I, up on. I never went back after that. That 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 was that was it for me. Yeah, I mean Milwaukee Badgers. Wow, they were they were something else. And then the Chicago Cardinals. Uh, Duke Slater, probably a guy like that, gets in. Um, one one of those old guys that you've never heard of is getting right. in. Right, they have to almost just cause, like you said, they, they try to cover the entire history of their league honor the people from from years ago that helped start the league so yeah you're probably right oh i just mr t steelers fan good job on that yeah colquitt you, you almost forget it he's been around so long um uh craig colquitt was the uh number five for the steelers was the uh he's one of my favorite steeler punters because that's the guy i grew up with um his son is it dustin that is yeah, on the uh yeah, he, he he's up for one. I think he's up for one of the uh, for man of the year. He's one of the players up for that award. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. That's and that's fantastic. Uh, um, there you go. He he, Craig Colquitt was a really good punter for this team, and uh, he came after Bobby Walden, number thirty nine, and then uh, Colquitt came in. Um, those uh those two years, one of my favorite people in the world just says hello. Um, Michael Saylor. He is one of the guys that is has been by my side at Steeler Central since 2007. And uh, gosh, another one of my favorite guys in the world. Wow. Mike Scott. And Mike Scott is, uh, gosh, I've been, he was one of my managers a long time ago that quit to be, he quit being my manager and became one of my best friends. And uh, we, Taught, we bonded over the Steelers and we argue over the Steelers and, and lots of stuff. But uh, he's the one that yells at me during games because I'm, I'm uh, not texting 
him and his brother, Chad, another good friend, not Chad Scott, who played for the Steelers, um, different guy, but, um, I don't text them during the games because I'm too busy trying to, uh, do knee jerk reactions. Yeah, so he gets mad thing. at me for doing that. Um, right. but thank you for the, uh, man of the year. I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, so that's the list. I think there's room on that list for Donnie shell. There's gotta be. So we'll he find out. When... He has a resume. And then, so that's possibility of two. Then we go into the weekend and uh, we go into the Super Bowl weekend on that Saturday. And there's a chance for two more to get in of the five. And I think Troy Palomalu, there is no way Troy Palomalu <laughs> does, not, does not get in on the first ballot because I might have mentioned though but the reason he's going to get in it's kind of like look fan and by the way yesterday when eric fisher did the the beer in the end zone of the celebration and poured the beers on his head mm-hmm. the uh the tribute to stone cold steve austin it was it was a lot of fun but i'm a wwe fan and every year when they do their hall of fame they put a headliner they put a huge name in um to headline the show and that's kind of what the NFL does. When I went, I went in 2002 to see John Stallworth get in, but Jim Kelly was headlining. And so that's kind of what they do. And I really think that uh, Paul Amalu is your first ballot Hall of Famer. So, um, so I, I think he gets in. Um, is it? It's down to Hutchinson and my man Fanica. And I think I kind of give I kind of give the nod to Fanica, but if they don't want to have too many Steelers in it, you're probably going to see only three, and Fanica waits one more year. It's probably what I think is going to happen. Fanica should get in this year, but I don't know if he does. Um, another thing that I'm going to go ahead and say right now: five. There is going to be five preseason games next year because this team is playing in Canton. I guarantee it. <laughs> that this team plays in Canton. And uh, now I'm going to get in trouble with some groups because I said, damn, like a Burger King commercial for the Impossible Whopper. They said, damn, and now groups all over them because you said, damn, on a commercial in, in uh, 2020. Think of the children. Uh, so I hope Fanica gets into, Troy gets in, but I guarantee you that... Uh, you're going to have at least, I shouldn't guarantee you, but I think you're going to get at least three. You should get four. Um, even though I don't love preseason games, I told my wife, I said, mark it down August 8th, Cowers getting in, we're going. Mm-hmm. And Donald Nolan, yes, I am the best rambler of all time, but I went to Richland High School in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And five miles away, the Winber Ramblers. So uh, that might be a bad <laughs> thing to call me a rambler. But uh there you go. A couple more things to talk about, Tony. But before we do that, what's your thoughts on this class uh, coming in and this vote? How many Steelers are we seeing in there? Well, I kind of agree with you. what you said. Uh, I, I think Alan Fallon's going to have to wait uh, another year because I think Troy is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, if you watch his career, you know the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if he doesn't get in on the first ballot, there's something wrong. So I think the NFL knows that. The writers know that. He's a, he's a shoe in for that. So, and they're not going to want to put four Steelers in. And I think they obviously uh, uh, have to know that, that, that uh, 
there's gonna be a lot of a lot of support for the Steelers here. So they don't, they don't want to turn it into a big Steelers celebration. So I think I think you're gonna have uh, Cower, you're gonna have Don Shell, and you're gonna have Troy and Alan Fanick has gonna have to wait another year. So of the modern era finalists, um, and I'm on the wrong site here because it should have been updated, but um, you have guys like Isaac Bruce and uh, that are going to be out there. Um, Edrin James, Zach Thomas, Bryant Young, Richard Seymour, John Lynch, Steve Atwater, Leroy Butler, Reggie Wayne. Um, I said Holton Bruce, Sam Mills, Tony Baselli. Yeah. Fanica and Hutchison. So five of that 15 get in. Um, I don't think there's room for Fanica this year, and there should be. I'm just saying what I think. I, I don't think they're putting him in. Um, so he waits another year. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll get in eventually, and he's young enough that he, he's not he's not going to have to wait like Donnie Shell until he's in his 70s. So no, he's getting in. He's getting in. in. Yeah. It, it might it might take him a couple more years, but right. but he's going in, and uh, there's no way now. Uh, I I meant there's no way that he doesn't. But, right, right, right. But I really think it's doubtful to have four go in. Um, if you look at uh, if you look at the LC Greenwood situation, who can't go in, I think he still goes in. Um, and what they remember, they take a couple guys, like one or two. Um, they call them veterans committee guys like every year. Um, these guys on the list will all end up probably getting in on that veterans, that uh, centennial committee list. But um, there you go. Um, Frank P says, Tony, I see it the other way. Cower, Troy and Fanica in shell out. Uh, I, I just disagree. Um, the reason I disagree is because uh, Fanica has so much time. This is this is, It'll be a long time coming for Shell again. I right. Mean, like I said, he could eventually get in, but those veterans, the veterans committee is pretty uh, tough to get those guys in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I know Floyd Little went in a couple of year, years ago, Chris Hanberger, um, guys like that, that. In fact, I had never heard of Hanberger be- with the Redskins before he went in. Um, hey, there's uh, Big Bros in the house. Look at this. Oop, I'm here. They're talking about him on the show, too. Um, they're talking about how good he is as far as, uh, stats. Um, but he's given props to his bro. So that's, that's a big, that's a good big bro thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a- there we go. I had a chance to meet big bro Sco at the game. Um, well, I guess you did too. Yeah. I um, met him too. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was fantastic. Um, what a great guy. Um, big bro and, uh, rich and his, and his daughter, uh, very good people. Um, Love our family here. Um, love it. Couple more things to talk about. Um, we teased it earlier. Houston Astros. So AJ Hinch is gone as manager. And why am I bringing that up on a football show? Because they stole signs. And uh, the reason he's gone as manager is because he and the general manager of the Houston Astros, who I don't have his name in front of me, doesn't really matter to me. Um, but one they were each. suspended for one year, yeah. and it it. What it took the Houston Astros brass about 20 minutes to turn around and say, okay, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're fired. So um, there you go. Think about that. Think for about how they handled it compared to how, how the NFL handled Spygate. 
Yeah. So the Spygate thing's not over though either. And uh, it's not completely over. So I could see them taking some uh, back, some uh, draft picks off the board again. Um, but I think that that uh, that party in uh, New England is going to probably come to a close pretty soon. Right. And uh, something like this might hasten it, actually. So that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. It it might be it might be unlikely. But um, <laughs> Ezra says Hinch and Belichick chilling in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know what? This, this might uh, this might force uh, them to break up the show before they get nailed with stuff. I mean, that's just me thinking, me thinking out loud. Um, so, so you never know. Um, did I see Marshawn Lynch's press conference? I did not. Did you? Gyro asks that. Did you tell me? Uh, I, I heard it was pretty interesting and I heard some of the, uh, but I'm not sure if they attributed him some of the, some of the quotes, but I didn't see it live. No, I oh, did yeah, not tra- either. There you go. Fraggle, Fraggly Fraggle has the, uh, the quote that I, that I heard. Look after your chicken. Yeah. I heard I- that on the radio. I don't know what that means. That's that's awesome though. He's one of the that's the Skittles guy, and uh, I'll never forget. I've said it before. I'm just here, so don't get fined. I've brought that up so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Red Sox might be in trouble too. Frank P says I I was talking about that with a buddy on the phone too, and uh, he's a Yankees fan, so he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, P- Pirates fans were like, yeah, it's like a maybe you could suspend them all. So maybe we can make the playoffs. I mean, it's a serious um, thing. I mean, with, yeah. with, with the, I mean, they won champion, these teams won championships in recent history. And if the last thing any league wants is for the fans to think that the game is not on the up and up that, that the, you know, so when you have teams doing this, I mean, it's, they, they have to be severely punished. So, so basically it's look after your body, mind, money, etc. Um, interesting. So I had to go to, uh, the next, the last topic that we we're going to talk about. It's kind of a sadder topic. Um, um, because it's Mr. Third and fifth Antonio Brown. Um, I go to see a lot of psychiatrists, um, in my job, not because I need to, but I probably do soon. Um, but, and we talk about bipolar depression and I really think this guy, um, is really showing the mania. Um, he is getting bent with Boses. He hundred percent has CTE. I really think he has a, a form of bipolar depression. Um, there's something going on. If you saw the, uh, what they're calling, please excuse my language, but they're calling it the bag of dicks video. Mm. And the reason they're calling it, he actually had a bag of gummy phallic like candies and threw them at this woman that he was calling fish head who is a mother of his children. Um, It was very disturbing to watch because he is so delusional and he is so out of it. And he, I'm worried that this man's not on this earth in five years, or I'm worried that something happens that somebody innocent is not on this earth because of it. Um, I'm just saying that he is absolutely, he's really off the deep end here. Yeah. And uh, does need help. But there's a couple things about this in the background. There were, there were enablers in the background going, yeah, you tell them. Yeah. That's that's, that's the biggest problem. And, and that's the thing. 
Um, but I brought this up because I did not, um, look, I didn't understand. Look after your chicken. Um, that's, that's a great quote, but I also did not understand. He kept on calling this woman a baster. So I, uh, I actually, I, I looked it up on urban dictionary and, uh, that, that was actually really disturbing because it's about a woman that's, uh, uses a turkey baster after an encounter to get pregnant and uh to dupe athletes and i never uh i never actually uh thought of something like that but he is completely out of his gourd right now um somebody mentioned in here that uh they uh they have bipolar disorder and it's very hard to treat it is it's a very serious thing before i worked in that field and i'm not uh, i'm in sales um let's just put it that way and uh there's treatments that are out there that uh and you go through a lot of different ones to get to the right one. Um, but it's, uh, I used to think using the, the phrase schizophrenic or bipolar was just somebody that couldn't make up their mind in the past. And cause I just didn't know. Um, now I realize how serious it is and this guy really needs help. Um, he really needs help. And he, he also threw out the phrase, this is real life uh f the nfl yeah. you know but yeah i mean no one's going to take a chance on this guy next year after stuff like this and right. he's doing it in front of his kids fragling fraggle says that is the worst part and it is yeah i mean the poor kids were standing there the woman was over by the car and she's apparently not bentley worthy which i didn't know um because he was there to take she was there to take the kids to school his kids aren't going to school these kids don't have a chance if this right. is what, what is right. happening. Right. Um, so I, I, I really, it, it's, it's disturbing um, that, I mean, that this is happening and that he, it's okay for him to put that out there. Um, but I have never heard of that phrase before. And maybe I live in a little fishbowl sometimes that, that I just don't, realize that different stuff is out there realizes makes me realize how lucky I am. Um, but the bottom line is the guy needs to get help and yeah. somebody needs to step up. I, I, I am lucky because I've always had my dad and I, I'm still, I'm still blessed to still have my dad that when I was going off the deep end with something. And, uh, when I say the deep end, when I was just out of line or, or he's like, Hey, just look at this step back and look at this. I remember when I was like a, a junior in college, I got into sports gambling, not bad. Um, not bad at all, but just enough where I'm like, all right, I need to make another bet and I'll get back. And then my dad's like, stop, stop. Look at that mentality and what's going to happen. And, um, so, you know, I think he needs to get somebody to step in. Um, so it's just an amazing thing. I, I don't even care what he did to the Steelers anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's actually one of those things that's turned out to be a blessing in disguise. I mean, in disguise, but he just has to change. Um, and he's got to get help. And instead of enable him, enabling and taking his money, maybe say, Hey, let, let's, let's look at getting some help here. Right. But, um, but Robert Sassavest, Sassavest, 
Sasa Vets. I'm just going to bring it up because I'm having trouble with your name and I apologize. Um, he says the perfect that he lost his mind after the perfect hit. I agree let's with remember, that. He changed. Let's remember some things though. I mean, he came out of college with, with a reputation of being difficult. Remember in 2013, yeah, and he had 2013, he had a, a big blow up with Haley on the sideline early in the season. At the end of the year, Ben kind of joked, but not joked that he, he wouldn't answer his text messages because Brown was angry at him for uh, not, he won like a, a some, he was after some kind of record catches in the season and he didn't get it. And he was angry at, at Ben 2015 when, when Ben went down with the MCL sprain, he was showing up Landry Jones on the, on the, on the field. This is all before the perfect hit. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's true. And yeah. Gyro says he's, he heard, uh, he heard stories before the hit. Um, you're right. You're right, Tony. I think they got magnified after the hits. Right. Oh yeah. There's no question. It could have, it could have a fact. It could be a factor, but, but I mean, it's not like he, he just went from one personality to the other after that hit. I think people are using that too much of a, as an excuse. I think it could ha play a part, but, I mean, these character traits were, were there before 2015. I uh, I don't give away jerseys. Um, I donated my Le'Veon Bell and uh, Antonio Brown jerseys, and I was bummed because uh, my my one Antonio Brown jersey was a Batman jersey from 1967, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't find them anymore. I just found a TJ Watt Batman jersey, and it's coming in the, in a couple weeks. Wow. So I'm getting that back, but I did donate them. I'm like, Hey, someone will enjoy this Jersey. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't believe in burning jerseys. Um, no. so I'm hoping someone is enjoying that Jersey. So, right. um, so anyways, uh, so much going on. I mean, Steelers didn't play, but we had a, we had probably one of our longest shows ever. <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty productive show <laughs> because we just, there was so much to talk about. So that's what we're here for. Thank you so much for being with us all of you in the live chat remember um tell a friend subscribe um sign up for uh sign up for uh updates to go ahead and notifications to go ahead and uh, listen to the show um that are coming up hopefully taco tuesday with tony one of these days um i just <laughs> um but we got yeah we got to get more tony never know. the world needs more tony i will say that um so uh and ring that bell getting bent with Bo says ring that bell <laughs> um and to go ahead and you know get the notifications so you know please continue to join us we love it we're gonna have so much fun in the off season we're gonna have lots to talk about next week when um, we're recapping the uh, the NFL championship games, um, Tony, take us into it with who you think is going to represent each conference in the Super Bowl. Well, I think it's going to be the Chiefs because I think I think they're they're the best team right now. I, I want to see the Titans get in, you know, because uh, I think they're a great story. But I think the Chiefs are it's their time. As far as the NFC, you know, the 49ers really put something on the Packers in the regular season and. and there's a stat out there where the team that, that when there's a, a, a blowout in a regular season by 21 points or more, if those two teams meet again in the playoffs, the team that won in a regular season wins a vast majority of the time in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm saying Chiefs and, and uh, 49ers for the Super Bowl. Uh, there you go. I, uh, I really I think it's the Niners and Chiefs. There's got to be something in there that, that changes all that. 
saying, not so fast, my friends. Or could it be Derek Henry saying, I and Tannehill saying, we've got some money to earn. <laughs> and uh, we are right now, we're the, uh, we're the hot hand. So, you know, the Chiefs don't stop the run that well. And, uh, you know, if Chris Jones isn't playing, Tennessee can do it. So let me go ahead and my uh, heart's saying Tennessee, my head's saying Kansas City. Go with the heart. I'm going to say Titans Niners. Okay. But, hey, I really, uh, I'm not paid to make predictions. So if I'm wrong, I just come up, come back next week and say, eh, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, Tony, take us home. Well, it was a great show, guys. And uh, for the future man of the year, Brian Anthony Davis, I'm Tony Defio, And you, my friends, have just been hungover. See you next Monday.